Um, five minutes. Yeah, five minutes is good. Uh, five minutes. Okay, well, it's five minutes to uh, radio time, and um, we are now recording for the podcast. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in to hashtag the podcast version. Welcome to the program. Yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Ready Fox, No Better Nina. We are the crew. Uh, we love to engage with you guys on a weekly basis about, you know, topics that move us. You know what I'm saying? How are you guys doing this week, though? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. You know what? Actually, I'm going to say this. I'm starting to feel a little stir crazy. Yeah. Just a little. Go. It's starting to um, just, uh, I haven't been going out as much as I used to before, and it's getting colder outside and all that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's part of it probably. But um, the last week and a bit, uh, yeah, it's just, it's feeling a little, I don't know if it's because we're going into winter. And it's the change yeah. of the seasons in the whole nine, but and it's getting so dark. Like six thirty, it's dark now. Yeah, seasons change. <laughs> Don't like People it. People change. You know what? My eighties musical references go right over Nina's head. Sure do. <laughs> Ready's laughing. Nina's like, I, I, I don't get it. It's a song. What, what, who, who sang it again? I can't remember. But what trap songs do they have for about the weather and seasons changing, Nina? Uh, oh, there's a song Trapped in the Sun by Future, but it's actually about trapping in the sun. You don't like, say. <laughs> I kind of saw that one coming. You're a big Future <laughs> fan too, Nina? I like it. I wouldn't say I'm like a diehard Future fan, but I, I, I like him, yeah. He Does he still use auto-tune in his music? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I thought they I thought they put an end to auto-tune. Nah, he, he's cool. He has like a cool like like vibe. Like I'm not a gangster or nothing, but like you know, like it's it's cool. Listen, right right there, ready dated himself sick. How oh, so? People uh, people are still putting auto tune in there. I thought that was dead. I thought Jay Z killed that with a uh, death of auto tune. <laughs> I remember that song. I know that song. I was in grade eight when that came out. So it's We're still wow. running strong. It's still going strong. Yeah, it's still going strong. Oh. There's no death of auto tune. Yeah, I remember how I found that song too. I used to search new, new uh, hip hop songs twenty, like two thousand and eight, two thousand and seven, whatever it was when I was in elementary school. That's how I used to find my new music. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's not how we used to find new music. We used to, uh, my brother and I used to gather on a clock radio and um, listen to college radio from one to four. On Fridays, and then from what? What was it again? What was what was uh, the master plan show? It was like from nine till midnight or something like that in the night. I can't anyway, remember. Something different time. <laughs> uh but uh, yeah, lots going on. But at the same time, not really a lot going on. So it's 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 been an interesting week. But um, yeah. you guys uh, been doing anything interesting this past week? I did a couple of little interesting thing this is such a low-key beginning to the podcast i mean <laughs> I like i'm not on lockdown your energy's so down right now are you okay solitaire do you need to talk about it, your feelings you know i've been driving up and down up and down up and down the city so i'm probably a little bit a little bit worn out i okay. must say but um i'm, I'm okay my, my spirits are up though can my i ask you while up. you're driving around does it seem like there's a lot more people out on the streets walking about than it used to be even a few months ago just in terms of like people not staying indoors as much anymore actually i would say no because no? the weather's changing so it still so feels like not... a ghost town kind of when you're driving around nah not ghost town but no? um 
I would say it feels like a pretty regular fall, you know, fall day, do, evening. Do you remember those first few pictures in March when uh, they were showing pictures of downtown and it literally yeah. looked like a horror movie? Like, yeah. Everyone. Oh, I was driving. I was driving around them times, and that was uh, those were the best of times, and they were the worst of times. <laughs> okay, well, we can start radio time whenever you want to now. All right. Da 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 da. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. That was my uh, ten o'clock radio alarm. Welcome. You are tuned in, dialed in, locked in to the greatest conversation on the planet. Welcome to hashtag right here on Vibe One Hundred Five. We're live every Saturday morning from ten a.m. to twelve p.m. Yours truly, solitaire DJ Reddy Fox, and no better Nina. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This, this lovely Saturday morning. Um, welcome to the program. Of course, uh, we just got to take care of the business off top. Um, we want to let you all know that we appreciate you, first and foremost, as our listeners, our loyal listeners who join us every morning, uh, every Saturday morning, every week to uh, participate in these conversations. Of course, we'd like to encourage you to continue to engage with us through our social media platforms, obviously, at hashtag vibe 105 on twitter and instagram we are not taking any calls because covid <laughs> how could can we be take transmitted calls because well, i know <laughs> well i was gonna give my covid joke because covid could be transferred to the through the phone lines apparently that's you know. such a dad joke you just <laughs> Are you trying to forecast dadhood into my future? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Have a baby. I love seeing babies everywhere. I well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do as well. Well, I, well, how are you two doing this morning? How's your week been so far? It's been okay. I, what I was saying in the podcast part of the show before we got into the radio part is that I've been feeling a little stir crazy just a bit staying inside. I've been staying inside a bit more often than before because the weather's changed, right? It's gotten a little colder outside and... Mm -hmm. um yeah but i'm starting to feel it a bit and uh i wonder how it's gonna feel with the you know us dealing with the pandemic stuff and when winter really kicks in you know well, I, well we are dealing with the pandemic stuff right <laughs> now not, yeah well, we're dealing with it now but i mean like it's still warm enough outside for you know going for a walk or whatever i don't people will still go for a walk in the winter time but it's not yeah. you know it's not the same when it's summer it's not relaxing yeah Man, it's not enjoyable true. Yeah. yeah. What 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 has your routine? How has your routine been affected, Nina, since uh, the weather started to change? Um. Well, you see, I live in York Region, so I'm not on this stage two lockdown. <laughs> so, just for you guys, my routine is the same. I'm still going to the gym, and I, uh, my routine is basically the same. Just work from home, yeah. go to the gym whenever mm -hmm. I can, whatever time I can squeeze it in at, and that's it i played soccer last week and yeah okay so what nina uh, is doing by definition there's a word for that it's called stunting she's trying to stunt <laughs> on us right, right. with her oh uh, i don't live where you guys live yeah you're fine uh until you know why what? because people used to stunt on me when the world was normal and say oh you live in vaughn that's so far well oh. now look at us right oh. yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> touche nina touche well i have to say i've been working out outside shouts out as uh you know it was last week's we're changing the name by the way hash lights you guys approve sure hold on i know well we're 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 we're, we're, hash light. we're, hash lights. we're workshopping it live right here on the radio <laughs> i don't know if i like that one uh why please. why the name change what's what's up with the name change well you know i want to pay homage you know uh 
Shouts out to Amanda Perry. She's a host at, on CBC, not to mention a playwright, a bunch of other stuff, very accomplished uh, journalist and a community worker. And I did not realize that she has a segment on CBC, a blog called Black Light. And okay. I didn't want to, oh, yeah. you know, she and they, she's been doing it for a while. So we just started the Black Lights thing. Um, so I want to switch it over because hashtag is shining a light on these businesses. So I figure, you know, a little clever play on words, hash lights, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a workshop. Why don't, everybody... you, why don't you call it Solly spotlight? Oh, maybe I guess we could do that. <laughs> maybe we'll bring that back. But I mean, I want to reserve that specifically for music. Okay. You know? All right. That's a, that's a musical vibe. This is a community support vibe. So anyway, here's what we're going to do. If you like the name hash lights, Hashtag hashlights, <laughs> you know, hit us up on our, on our socials at hashtag vibe one Oh five on Twitter and Instagram and let us know. Say, yeah, hashlights. I'm feeling it. Especially uh, as you understand what the purpose of it is, which is of course to highlight local businesses and, you know, increase their patronage and, you know, yeah, just more awareness, raise awareness about a lot of the black owned businesses in our community that you might not have heard of. If you're listening to the radio show, now you hear about them through hashlights. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Just let me come up with something and tell you after. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, well, we have to defer to the to the millennial because she's um, you know, she's got the her ear to the streets, the proverbial streets out here. So you could call it that ear to the street. The proverbial streets, because we're supposed to be locked out. Nobody's supposed to be in these streets, Nina. Come on. There we were no to... lights. That was like there were no real lights either. You know that, yeah, right? It, yeah, it, there, well, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, since you've taken over the spotlight, Nina, why don't we just go right ahead and get to the poll question of the week? Okay, so <laughs> last week we asked, after the release of his album Daystar, has your opinion on the Tory Lanez and Megan the Stallion incident changed? Okay, so the results were uh yep i have questions or the answer sorry that your options were yep i have questions no he did that ish or i'm not listening to it and the results were in that order 58.8 percent of people said they have questions 35 percent said no he did it and five or almost six percent said they're not listening to it so uh (laughs) yeah um and then this week we're asking, uh, will you or your children be participating in Halloween trick-or-treating this year during COVID-19? Your mm-hmm. options are yes with masks, no, that's asking for it, or I don't celebrate the devil. So head <laughs> 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 over to uh, at Five One O Five on Twitter and Instagram to make your vote count. Okay. I love that. My my standard line is I don't celebrate pagan holidays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was going to put that, but it didn't fit. Oh, oh. Can we just real touch on the Tory Lanez thing here just real quick? Since... Just real quickly, real quickly. Are we going to talk about our music news, Nina? We can, yeah, we can, because you put the little headline there anyway, so we can, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, okay, yeah, because there were developments literally last week. Right after we recorded. Right <laughs> after we recorded the show, and we are like, what can we do? We had to, <laughs> you know, we had to put the show in for it to be played on Saturday morning, but... um. Yeah. There have been a couple of developments, so let's save it for the music news then. Okay, All right. deal. Okay. All right, yeah. Uh, I have I have questions. <laughs> I have questions. I didn't uh, listen to it. I I my option for there is I'm not listening to it only because I don't think <laughs> I think it's a, in poor taste to respond to this situation by dropping an album. I think though, if you listen to it, I think you would actually 
appreciate it. Not not appreciate it in the sense, like, because it's actually lyrical music for this generation. That's why I think you would actually like it. But, like, you don't have to listen to it. Yeah, if I, I were younger like- and plugged in more, so maybe I'd probably appreciate it. But I think it would still be beneficial. And, again, I don't think he can mention much because Save of legal problems. It. Save oh. it for the music segment. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're slowly just slip sliding down no, the no, rabbit no. hole, slippery slope into the conversation. So obviously we're going to touch on that in music. But before we get to that, it's time for this week's round of headlines. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, this is for my own entertainment at this point. But it's time for this week's round of Have You Heard's. Just a quick perusing of this week's headlines according to hashtag starting right off the top um for all of you who were concerned about what you're going to do when they ban straws plastic straws specifically you now have a target date to aim for to find a contingency plan for how you're going to start to sip those fizzy delicious beverages out of your fast food cups because straws Stir sticks and plastic bags are going to be banned in Canada by the end of 2021. I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like this ban has been imminent for the past like uh, five, six years. <laughs> I, I, I thought they banned straws. I already. thought that happened two years ago. Yeah, didn't they? And then you had to only use metal straws. Well, there was, pl- I mean, there's paper straws now. There's a, pl- a few places that offer paper straws as yeah. a solution, but apparently it wasn't completely bad. Ever since nightclubs they- shut down, I don't think straws are should be a big deal anymore. No, well, no, no, no. I still use, I, when I was going to restaurants, especially now during COVID times, I do not drink from the glass. Uh, well, oh, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's law. So wait, you, so wait, you used to before, but because of it's COVID time now, um, you only use straws. No, I didn't really like to before, but like if a waiter didn't bring me a straw and like mm. they just took forever to come back, like I wouldn't mind just sipping from the cup if I had to. But like most times, yeah, like I like. Okay, a straw. well, I think at least with nightclubs being shut down, that, <laughs> you're saying straws, no straws. That'll contribute but, a lot to there being less straws being. No, used, but what I about think? like Starbucks and like ice caps and like there's so many more. <laughs> well, I mean, you you went with the the commercial aspect in terms of people. Uh, and their convenience for how they consume beverages. But uh, the conversations that I was engaging with were from people who work with, you know, disabled people and how they use straws and how it's important for them. And I remember, I think we might've actually talked about this on a previous episode, but there was this whole debate online and people were up in arms. Like you don't understand plastic straws. There are people who really rely on plastic straws. We can't get rid of the plastic straws. Can't they make the, the paper version of it? Hey, I don't man. Know. I, my thing was there's probably, you know, with technology and, you know, in, ingenuity of human inventors, they're probably going to figure this out. It might take a little time, but I'm sure there's contingency. Okay. Anyway, so it's going to be uh, banned by the end of 2020 or by the end of 2020. And it goes for six single use plastic items that aren't easily recycled and have already uh, have more environmentally friendly alternatives. Like we said, the paper straw will be the first to go. Like I said, plastic, plastic straws, straw. stir sticks, yeah. carry out bags, cutlery. Cutlery mm. is probably a big one. Uh, yeah. And takeout containers and six pack rings for cans and bottles. You know, those things that they use to hold the Coke cans together right. or whatever. So You cut yeah. out there when you said dishes for anybody listening as well, though. But yeah, dishes is uh, included in that list, too. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So many of the items that aren't on that list, like plastic bottles, they're going to be getting new standards to require them to contain a minimum amount of recycled material. Obviously, this is an effort to try to do something to mitigate climate change. Uh, many scientists have said too little too late. I feel like straws is more of a symbol than anything else <laughs> at this point. But hey, let's try to do what we can. The cutlery thing is that. a big thing, too, though. That'll cut down a lot of plastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, apparently Canada only recycles less than 10% of the 3 million tons of plastic it produces each year. I can't believe that. Yeah, I've I've heard this said many, many times because the way that the recycling is done, most people, when they started giving you those big blue bins and you could just throw things in, you don't really have to sort things out. I find even just the recycling at my studio, people just treat it like a trash can. And it just becomes like, are you going to sit there and sort through and make sure that everything in the recycling bin is actually recycled? You're supposed to be sorting your stuff out before you throw it out. Yeah. Exactly. But that's not that. happening. That's huh? not. We do that in my house. Well. My you dad do that in your really house? Like... Solitaire? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, my mom. My mom definitely, yeah. uh, at her house anyway, she definitely sorts through everything. Yep. And she's like, you're not supposed to put this. This is not recycling. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. But I, I doubt that everybody's that diligent. So as a re, as a result, I do you know, most I, of the stuff. Everybody that I know separates their stuff, and I still and can't compost. believe it's less than ten percent. It feels like we've been recycling for no reason. And that's what a lot of people are saying because most of the stuff ends up going to the landfill because it's just not actually properly recyclable. So for those of you out there, do your best. Try to be as diligent as possible. And throw out only recyclable. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm just like peeing in the wind right now. No. It's just out here. People no, like, well, don't stop Hillary. recycling, though, obviously. Of course. Yeah. Of course. We try our best. Anyway, moving on from the straw ban, um, this latest call in terms of, in the context of COVID-19, there's a million and one theories, science, um, prognoses and all sorts of uh, advice out there in terms of how to overcome this virus. But apparently there has been um, a collective of respected scholars and scientists who have come together to uh, advocate for this idea of herd immunity when it comes to trying to defeat this COVID-19 virus. And it's being met, obviously, with guess what? controversy you don't say so apparently there's a plea that has been circulating online for an immediate return to open restaurants math mass gatherings working from the office and it's received the support of nearly 125,000 people in a petition and petition signatories and opposition obviously from critics who denounce it as dangerous and likely deadly have you heard about this thing called the great barrington declaration no 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 if you didn't if we weren't doing this radio show i would probably never would have heard oh really i i heard about it because as usual it was a, a you know somebody was said google the great barrington declaration they're hiding it from online they're trying to shield it from you the the mean the, what is it the, the 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 lying news networks they're trying to like hide this declaration so obviously what did i do i went and i googled it and what came up the great barrington declaration <laughs> wasn't that hard to find so anyway it was written by and signed by three epidemiologists epidemiologist is that how you pronounce yeah. it 
Yeah, it looks like it. In Great Barrington, Massachusetts, on Sunday, three dozen other scientists, doctors, and academics are listed as co-signatories. Um, the most prominent is a man by the name of Michael Levitt. He won the Nobel Prize for Chemistry in 2013. So obviously that adds a lot of weight to this uh, declaration. And it lays out the case for a global global adoption of a herd immunity style approach to the COVID pandemic. A lot of people who are obviously opposed to this are saying that the risks to the amount of deaths are just unacceptable to try to adopt this herd immunity thing. I don't know about you, but I've had it up to here. <laughs> see how my, you know, I know you can't see me, but yeah, I, I, radio. when you go to our Instagram, you're going to see my hand go out of the screen because that's how much I've had it. I'm just trying to, at my new catchphrase is, I don't know if you've heard me say this, stay positive, test negative. <laughs> because You should put that on a t-shirt. I, I can't, I, some, I stole it from somebody else. I've just been using it like it's mine, but it's not my original uh, saying. But I mean, at this point, there's so many conflicting approaches and, and you know, declarations and policies. I'm kind of fed up and I'm just trying to do See, my best to stay inside. Okay. And so we should explain a bit though, for what the mentality or what the um, thought process is for what herd immunity is, because I still yes, don't think right, people right. really understand it because it, part of it is that basically you want to let people who I think it believes says, um, where is it? Uh, people that I have mean, the, the, the least implications or possibilities of being affected by it, getting actually infected by the, so that people can build an immunity towards it or something but that would push a lot of people out of circulation in terms of society by doing that and putting a lot of people at risk right in that regard as well too um yeah i i mean i mean essentially what they're saying is we should just let people catch it that's what they're talking about open everything up (laughs) let people catch it you know bill burr is a you know he's a comedian and this was a part of his routine it's a little callous in real life but he's basically saying let nature take its course this is what herd immunity is is essentially saying and that by the time everybody it runs through everybody will have some kind of immunity to it i don't know i don't know how long too because like what if you're only immune for it for like three months and then what happens if herd immunity is not over in three months then everyone's just going to keep getting it and everyone's just going to keep dying and they don't know if like how long your immunity lasts, so it might not be a permanent situation. I don't know. It's uh honestly, I'm just waiting for remember that that uh that fortune teller lady who wrote in that book and Kim Kardashian shared the post where she said it was just gonna disappear at some point. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> oh, there's a few people that said it was gonna disappear. There it's was like, a, yeah. Who was the um he was a preacher, I can't remember his name, but he he said <laughs> I blew you away, coronavirus. I think, I think it just went viral on. on oh yes, yeah. and they made a they made a meme song out of it. That was. I think hilarious. we all need to just manifest the end of it and everything, going back to no masks and just yeah. being able. To but touch we're going to talk about that in uh, politics as usual too, though, because uh, yeah, we're we're going to continue this conversation yeah. about COVID because Black Lives Matter. Well, because Black Lives <laughs> Matter, but um, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. How, we got we got a few minutes for yeah, one last quick story. Yeah, we still have a couple of minutes, yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, one local story, uh, for those of you who are, you know, uh, Nina, do you know who Wayne Gretzky is? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. That under the rock, under the, um, living under a rock. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, anyway. Wayne Gretzky uh, 
used his name. I to be honest, I'm not even sure if he was it was once part of the ownership or they he licensed his name. Anyway, there was a restaurant in Toronto called Wayne Gretzky's, named after the great one, obviously. Um, and it's now closing after 27 years of in, of being in business. Um, so it opened in 1993. It was in the entertainment district. It was right across. It was a big it was deal. Like a king, king in. I think they ended up naming it Blue Jays way after the championship Blue Jays, and. I don't, the funny thing is, as much as this iconic venue, I've passed by it many thousands of times, but I've never actually gone there. Have you? Have any of you gone there? I'm surprised. Nope. I'm not. I'm me neither. Nina, have oh, you yes. ever celebrated a birthday party at Wayne Gretzky's with your friends? No, no. It's a legendary spot in the city, but I've just never had any reason or need to be there to go there for whatever reason. Just because it's Wayne Gretzky's restaurant was never a lure for me to to want to go to it. And- if you're going, if I'm going to a sports bar downtown, like it's probably like real sports, not Wayne Gretzky's. Mm, well, not, I mean, not it, hockey like that either. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it's a sports bar. They they played all the sports. They had TV screens all over the place. But I, I never went in there. Apparently, the food was really good. But guess what? You're not gonna have a chance to go there anymore because <laughs> they're closed. As, <laughs> as of this airing, they are now officially closed. Um, so if you miss Wayne Gretzky burgers, you're gonna have to, I guess. Find the chef on Instagram and <laughs> I don't know. Hit Are they up. closing because of uh, lack of business now too? Because of the pandemic? No, they're, they're actually the the they bought the block and it's being developed into condos. Oh, okay, condos, oh. more condos, more condos. I don't know who's buying these condos, but they're putting them up. They're building them faster than they can sell them, in my opinion. But anyway, that's it for now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we got to pay some bills for those of you who are tuned in to the show live right here on Vibe 105. Please stay tuned. For those of you on the podcast, please stay with us. Yeah, I, I've never been enthralled or had any motivation. I've probably, you know, I, I, I lie. I think I've had food from Wayne Gretzky's, but I've never been in there. I've never yep. been in, I've ordered never food. Eaten it, never, never eaten it, never been there, never needed to or wanted to. But not that I'm, I'm just, at least they're not closing because of the pandemic, though. That would have been bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. speaking of uh, places, did you guys hear that Palladium is closing because of COVID? Of course. That's sad. I mean, I did hear that they are closing, but of course, who's? I How think are you going to send games? your kids somewhere where all kids are going to be running oh. around and like? <laughs> so that means places like Chuck E. Cheese is probably done for. Um, um, I mean, so far I haven't heard nothing about Chuck E. Cheese because they're it? a chain. Though Palladium was not really a chain, was it? It was just a one-off. Okay, so it was this... a chain. It was a chain at one time. They you know had what? a few different. I'm Palladium. just realizing this was the first summer where. Canada's Wonderland wasn't open, right? Yeah. Yep. See, little things like this, because I was realizing, so if this thing is still going on by the time uh, the next summer rolls around. Um, There's actually a rumor about Wonderland right now, because I I live right beside it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody told us, so why are you about to laugh? Somebody told us that apparently um, some American company bought it and it's going to be gone and it's going to go move to America. I don't know how true that is, but that's the rumor that's spreading around. Isn't that crazy though? So it's the fact that they want to keep going to amusement parks, so they're going to take Wonderland because we're not um, we're not crazy enough to say we're going to go to amusement parks when we know there's a pandemic. 
how crazy is that the, the no, americans are like yeah give us your amusement park because we don't care and they're fucked they're actually going to amuse like i've seen on my instagram some american people i have on my instagram are actually at six flags and i'm like what are you guys doing i mean there's probably not a whole lot of people because what i was about to say is don't doesn't this guy see what's happening to disney world like disney world is hurting yeah right being in america opening an amusement park does not mean that it's going to be you know like you're not going to be collecting money hand over fist by any stretch. they're going to just transport the whole of canada's wonderland to some other place in the states though oh yeah yes yeah, yeah. and probably build condos right yeah no nah, i uh i believe that that rumor is completely unfounded i think that uh Canada's Wonderland is one of those it's almost like a an iconic it's almost like a cultural landmark I, I don't I almost uh, feel like the government might even step in and try to help keep that but so is CNE and we didn't know they were living paycheck to paycheck all these years CNE was but CNE was a traveling death carnival kind of like <laughs> they went around to different cities and like traveling death show I know yeah <laughs> yeah I mean it definitely after a while when i grew up and didn't have the same like carefree attitude as a kid like traveling roller like a roller coaster that they rolled up in a 16 wheeler put <laughs> that shit up in like two truck. days pull it out of the truck put that shit together with nuts and bolts and said yeah guys yeah yeah i, I don't know about with you guys hired but lackeys i like the from thrill. the town to do it too the hired lackeys I like from the town. that thrill man i still ro- i still rode those rides up until last summer yeah, i know cne mm-hmm. though for us back in the day had a bad reputation for something bad happening what i think i bet you it only happened maybe once or twice i bet you what? i bet you didn't have people getting people like, fell off the rides <laughs> or the ride broke no. down yeah the yeah. only thing i remember was up like two years ago because i had a bunch of friends who were there that night when that big fight broke out and they actually had to shut down the cne early yeah no that's yeah. different no we were saying what was happening for us when we were kids is that people <laughs> went to the cne got on a ride and got hurt or killed <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny, but it's funny. <laughs> you laugh so it, to keep from crying. So it got a reputation for the CNE's not safe. They, yeah, basically. but what about thing? Even that, you know, which ride I always get nervous of too now is the drop zone rides. I always tie my hair up and tuck it into my shirt because I heard about the girl in Marineland who her hair got. You know how tall the one in Marineland is. Her hair got stuck and she got scalped because it yeah. just ripped it out as she went down. Yep, that's, that's scary. Okay, well, I've heard that about I've heard that about girls with long hair, like and go karts too. I've heard oh. a girl got scapped, yeah, got tied up in the motor, and, and then oh it just tore god. all the skin off the top of her head, right? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna put my hair in a bun when I do anything now. Yeah, you re- yeah. well, at least if you're gonna be around machinery with like moving parts and stuff or whatever, or motors yeah. and stuff, or I don't know. Yeah. Your hair ever get tangled up in the machinery at the gym? <laughs> No. <laughs> in the blow dryer, the blow dryer sometimes gets an end of it and wraps it into the inside, and then I have to like tug and pull it out. It's crazy. Wow. All right. Well, we can start radio time now, Solitaire. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the program. You're tuned into hashtag live right here. Uh, uh, we're here on Vibe to Five. What were you going to say, Solitaire? I said, I said it already, but I was trying to be discreetly. Uh, Cancel it. I said live. We're live on Vibe 105, but we're not live. Obviously, we're not live. But welcome to the program anyway, ladies and gentlemen. Yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Reddy Fox, No Better Nina. Uh, don't forget, 
We are pushing hard for you to continue to follow us and engage with us on our social media platforms at hashtag Vibe105 on Twitter and Instagram. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our politics as usual segment. And I will throw over to my good friend, DJ Reddy Fox, to narrate us through what we've got in store this week. Okay, well, there haven't been a lot of stories um, recently to discuss in terms of Black Lives Matter, but I'm still hoping that people are going to continue to engage and talk to each other about, you know, anti-racism, activism, and all that good stuff. But from a news perspective, I haven't seen a lot this week for us to really have an in-depth conversation about. But again, Black Lives Matter people, but we, of course, we are still dealing with the pandemic. And um, there's been a lot of changes, actually, especially with the recent uh, second shutdown that has happened. (laughs) I feel like people are just more so on edge. So before we even get into the conversation, we're going to talk a bit about people's attitudes changing around masks, around uh, the vaccine, and that. So let's just start off just overall. It's been, again, we only went into that super lockdown really from March. So it hasn't even been a full calendar year. And March seems like four years ago. Yeah, it does. Like from the time when... Like a a generation ago. (laughs) Like it really feels like a good two or three years ago since March when, um, and again, for me, the real kicker was when the NBA... Um, shut down and then everybody said okay everyone just started to take it way more seriously once the NBA decided that they were going to stop their games and all that so how do you guys feel things have changed or the temperature of the city and the people that you're around and your friends just about the COVID-19 pandemic and just being inside and now us experiencing a bit of a second wave now in Ontario which we'll talk about a bit as well so how have you guys been feeling about things and we'll start with you Nina. Um, I've been okay because like I said, I'm not in that revert. I haven't reverted back to stage two yet here in the good old York region. Um, however, I knock on wood, unfortunately, I think it's going to come. It was pretty nice <laughs> in your area at the beginning of the pandemic though. Uh, Nina, yeah, it you, was. Like, and there to were places be- left and right just saying like, we got yep. positive cases here, positive cases there. Yeah. And today Doug Ford was saying that we're teetering because all of you people from Toronto and Brampton and Mississauga are coming here. Um, (laughs) But so far I've been okay. I just like, I can feel once, once the gym goes, I'm going to go on a roid rage. Not like I won't be on roids, but I'll be on a rage. It's that important Uh, to you eh, that you're able to go to the gym. Listen, when I took those before, like I'm very keen on like making sure I'm like, like my body is the best that it could possibly be. When I have those before and after pictures from quarantine, from when we got locked down to when I did a month back in the gym, oh my God, you'd swear I was a different person. Like right. I looked at them and I'm like, that's disgusting. Yeah, I, I do worry about people's mental health overall for the pandemic, which we can talk about a bit, but um, let's just get your thoughts solitary. Just what has your, been your gauge of the temperature of people? Because I feel like I feel like people are a little more on edge these days for some reason. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, I'll break it down into kind of segments of my of the population, so to speak. I think, you know, talking to parents, they're completely like overwhelmed because of all the changes of trying to navigate how their kids are doing in school. Is it going to be a hybrid of online and in class and what that looks like and how their kids are faring with the changes, uh, the imminent closures? So there's that population. And I think that there's, you know, people like myself who are kind of just, you know, out there navigating, working, we have the opportunity to work from home. I get there just like you, you know, expressed earlier in the show, there's a sense of, you know, you're feeling a little 
shut crazy. in. Yeah. A little stir crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think I'm more than most because of the nature of what I do. I'm, 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 I'm out and about and I get to like be in different locations. So not a lot has changed for me, but the social aspect of it, feeling like you can get together, like even getting together with friends is kind right. of like, you're like, Hey, I do miss you? that actually, because that was something that was a normal part of my life was getting together with friends, you know, on the occasional basis. Like even for you, Nina, you, your normal life was clubbing. <laughs> <laughs> right. So do you miss it? Like I miss those, you know, um, I don't spend nearly as much time, obviously, with my friends as since the pandemic has started. Uh, I'm, I guess, like, yeah, like, I like it would be fun to like go to a club once everything is over. I don't know if I necessarily miss it because for me, like, I'm still. I honestly like, don't think they're coming back. To be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, but, they're like, coming back. You think they're coming back? You, you're oh, optimistic. You think nightclubs are gonna come back and they're gonna be yeah. the same way that they used to be before, or they're Absolute. gonna come back in some different way now? I mean, they're. they're you go ahead, Nina. I was going to say they already kind of made their comeback in the summertime as bars, but it was booths only and you weren't allowed to dance. So you would have your booth. Everyone, everyone who's there has to have a booth. I saw it on Snapchat and Instagram. People just had to have a booth and then you could go there and do whatever you wanted. I'll tell you that I also miss going to the movies. I actually went to the movies just before all this happened, like, like, like in September. Just right. before the second the second shutdown. Okay. Well, we've been. Did you want to finish your point there, Solitaire? Yeah. No, I was gonna say we are a social people. Like, right. I'll put it this way: I I don't club like, especially not at anywhere near the level of Nina. I haven't done that in years. But I miss I miss going. Like, I would go to a club <laughs> if yeah. there's opportunity to go to listen to music and and see people vibe and dance, have a good time. I like that energy. So I think that once there's a vaccine and it's been, it's kind of circulated, you could see that overall it's, it's a safe vaccine. People will start to take it and you'll see a return to like some kind of normal socialization again. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, like, we I t- wouldn't be mad at singing dreams and nightmares on a club, on a club couch one more time. You, you know what I'm saying? Like a bottle. <laughs> A little vibe. Oh, yeah, I think we can all use that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we we touched on it in the um, poll question with Nina, so we're going to talk yeah. a bit about this because uh, Halloween is coming up right around the corner. And I was just thinking about this, and the story had come up, but um, I was wondering, are kids actually going to be going out trick or treating this year? Yeah, that's like see for me, like Halloween is like a big like my mom loves pagan holidays, and even though she doesn't have any little kids, <laughs> she. She loves like doing the decorations and handing out candy. Like literally it's annoying to the point where it's like, all right, Nina, this year you're handing out candy. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. But like this year now for real, she's like, I'm not like nobody's, I'm not putting up any decorations. I don't want any kids coming. Like we're not doing candy this year because of COVID. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just another decision for parents to have to make this year. Unfortunately, on top of the tons of decisions they've had to make regarding their kids. When it comes to this pandemic. So now with Halloween coming up, because you still want the kids to have some sort of fun and normalcy, but you want them to be safe at the same time. So our Dr. Tam, who's our our health specialist, um, Mm -hmm. that's been kind of leading the forefront for the pandemic for us, has saying that, you know, what, you can still have the kids out there, but there are some rules that you have to maintain in terms of physical distancing. Uh, while they're trick-or-treating so they're saying the kids can still go trick-or-treating but take advantage as well too of being creative with costumes that you're going to make for the kids in terms of the fabrics that you're going to use to make sure that they're still 
wearing masks for the most part. Right. So, you know, like right. the normal maybe plastic masks that kids would have worn with, you know, the face of some celebrity or whatever they're Im- imitating wouldn't mm-hmm. be safe enough for them this year, I imagine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> when it comes to how to deal with normal life socialization, holidays, Thanksgiving, this was the quietest Thanksgiving, for example, that right. I passed yeah. this weekend that I have ever experienced in my 44 years of life. Yeah, honestly, you hesitated long, on giving. Long weekends, <laughs> count. long weekends do not feel like long weekends anymore with the pandemic now, because the whole point of why we kind of looked forward to a long weekend is that you could do, you'd had options to do things on a Sunday night mm-hmm. for the most part. So without those options there, does it even feel like a long weekend for you guys? Like, I don't think so. No, I would say I haven't uh, I haven't felt what it's like to enjoy a long weekend in a long time because I I work through holidays that, you know, I, holidays are kind of yes, a, solitary. A, You're the, the hardest working man in showbiz. No, I don't even mean it like that. But I mean, when you work in a studio, yeah, clients, they're like, oh, I have a holiday. I want to go to the studio. So I okay. tend to be working on holidays more often than not. So everything just kind of, bl- I work on Sundays. I work when the work comes. So I haven't really experienced that long weekend feeling in a long time. Okay. Just before we wrap up and move on to the next topic regarding the pandemic, <clears throat> excuse me. So um, do- some interesting ideas that Dr. Tam was talking about in her conference for, you know, recommending that parents can still have their kids go out trick or treating is that, some people were actually handing out treats or talking about handing out treats on a hockey stick to keep the social yeah. distance. Or you can come up with creative ways to, you know, send the candy to the kids from the front door. Maybe have a yeah. slide thing from a window that leads down to the kids downstairs or something. But you can find creative have a, ways. Have a slingshot. A slingshot. Don't <laughs> I, do that. I, I saw one guy. He started. He's like a plumber. And no, basically. With his don't company- do a slingshot. With his company, he started putting um, like candy. I don't know what you want to call them, but like toilet, uh, basically a toilet pipe on the side of your porch railing. You put a pumpkin at the end, and then you just drop the candy through the pipe, and then it goes out the pumpkin into the person's basket. Yeah, like, there you go. So we're recommending if you guys are going to be trick or treating and you still want to hand out candy, come up with creative ways to keep the distance. But Dr. Tamigan is recommending for the kids to try to maintain social distancing. You know, in terms of when they're out there and about, because you know, kids cluster when they're out there trick-or-treating and stuff and just trying to keep it safe so it looks like people's uh priorities and ideas about the vaccine coming up has changed so we're going to talk about this there was a recent uh poll that was conducted to talk about people's attitude about taking a vaccine and i wanted to talk to you guys about this and see how you feel Mm -hmm. about it because first of all when it comes to masks have you guys become more comfortable with wearing masks do you do you not mind now do you like it or you still dislike it um i still hate it because it hurts my ears but i found a mask specifically for people who get really bad acne remember that was my issue okay and i found one that actually works really 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 well so i'm happy with that but it hurts my ears okay yeah what about yourself solitaire i've gotten used to wearing it man i've gotten used to wearing it uh the irony of being a black man wearing a mask into retail outlet stores (laughs) and malls I actually find very, uh, in a way, I find it very kind of reassuring because everybody has to wear a mask. So we all look the same, but at the same time, it changes the dynamic. If I'm wearing a hoodie and I walk into a 
convenience store with a hood and a black mask. Right. <laughs> All you can see is my eyes. But, you know, aside from that, uh, you know, I, I always, whenever I get into this, this this discussion and there's people who are still very skeptical about wearing masks and all that kind of stuff. I'm are like, you still seeing that? a lot of people not wearing masks when you guys are indoors in places? No. I, you know, yeah, I, not, a, not a lot, but I'll tell you, I'm not going to put the restaurant on blast, <laughs> but there's a restaurant I went into. I will say this. It's a West Indian restaurant. And the woman was just talking over the food. No, Her <laughs> worker was wearing a mask. People in the restaurant were wearing a mask, but I feel like the look on her face was of belligerence. Like, <laughs> I ain't wearing no damn mask. Like, you All could right. see that that's what she was saying. And I went in there twice. And the second time, the first time I did order food because I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm ordering this food. The second time I saw her and it was the same look. I was like, you know, I, I, I'm not... Also, you change your mind and you're not going to, as long as that woman's in there without a mask on, you're not going to order food from there, right? Yeah. yeah I feel like it's, <laughs> you know, as a bit, as a, you know, when you're the face of your business, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's good form. Okay. You know, especially when you talk about food. There's still a, a, a certain amount of people out there that are, that are anti-maskers. And some of them actually have been harassing Doug Ford driving by his house, like honking horns and like uh, issuing like. That's bad yeah yelling at him and stuff because a lot of people again i feel like more people are on edge because especially with this new wave of um shutdowns again with restaurants and Mm -hmm. gyms in the city as well i think gyms is really the thing i think a lot of people are more upset probably think about gyms than they are about restaurants yeah that's me so there was a recent poll that was conducted uh between october 9th and october 11th that surveyed about 1500 canadians when it comes to taking a vaccine because um, that's really what this whole thing is about, Why? what we're waiting on. Now, let me ask you this real quick, because we're coming up to winter flu season time. Nina, mm. Solitaire, do you guys mm-hmm. get the flu vaccine when or the flu shot each year? Have you gotten it? Will you get no. it this year? Um, I don't remember when the last time I got it was, but according to my mom, I don't have a choice this year because apparently she's having a nurse come in and give it to us all. So... Wow, you got the plug like that. You have it. You have a personal nurse coming to your well, house. To my administer- aunt is a nurse, so yeah. ah, cheat she's code. Like, yeah, she's she's a nurse at a hospital. So you're so, gonna yeah. get the flu shot this year. Apparently, I have to. <laughs> uh, I have not gotten the flu shot. I want to say probably, probably not since we had to get it. I guess in school or something. Um, in this circumstance. I would consider getting it. I'm not lining up to be the first person to get it, but I would not be opposed to getting it once it's been deemed safe and they've, you know, they've done the human trials and they've gotten back some, you know, consistent results that say that it's safe. I I will consider getting the vaccine. Yeah. Okay. Well, Canada is spending a a bunch of money around the world to procure vaccines because they know there's going to be a competition or the government knows there's going to be a competition. The second someone has a viable vaccine, that's safe to use um you know there'll be it'll obviously be in demand globally right so let me ask you this now so when that viable vaccine becomes available will you guys take it for COVID-19 um I don't know I I had to know like what's gonna happen to me like because I was reading up I think it was the other day Johnson and Johnson had to stop their trials now too because um one people of their, were starting to get sick from yeah unexplained illness right and like like what is that unexplained illness like is stuff yeah. gonna come out of my eyeballs like am i gonna go blind like i'm scared I, of that 
I like how they were very, very vague about what what happened. They just stopped the trial and they said, yes, they uh, developed some illnesses or whatever, some reactions. And yeah. they definitely didn't outline. Did this person turn into a zombie? Like, is the zombie yeah, apocalypse like imminent? Like, what yeah. what happened? I don't know. That kind of stuff definitely makes me makes me nervous. But I'll tell you this. This is how you'll get me. And I've been saying this from the beginning is it's going to be mandatory. And I've actually heard them talking about this on, on, um, on a new segment earlier today where you're going to, you're going to need it to travel. If you want to travel out of the country, you're going to have to be vaccinated. Okay. Hold that thought because we're going to get to the whole issue about should it be mandatory or not. Mm -hmm. Um, But just for the numbers from this poll for the question of would you take the vaccine or not? So of those approximately 1500 Canadians that were polled, 63% 63% said that they would take the vaccine, but that is lower than what people had said months ago when they had done the similar poll back in mm. July. So oh, really? it seems like people are less um, sure about taking the vaccine than they were a few months ago. And another 17% said they, they would not take the um, vaccine, which went up since the last time that um, they did this poll as well back in July. So it seems like there's a really? bit of a shift in terms of how people are feeling about the vaccine, in terms of whether or not they will be comfortable with taking it or not. So I, bl- I blame the Russians. <laughs> I, bl- <laughs> I blame the Russian artificial intelligence bots for, for continuing to perpetuate the circulation of all these conspiracy theories specifically it's, it's designed. Not, it's, but is it, it's not chaos. necessarily a conspiracy theory because now we're gonna, we can kind of shift it over into the part of the conversation of whether or not it should be mandatory or not. Right. Because, Mm. um, do you feel like the flu shot should be mandatory? I don't know, man. (laughs) But you know know what I'm saying? But it it just feels like a little bit of a slippery slope. Like I understand if the vaccine is viable and all that, but the idea of making it mandatory for people to take, I'm, I'm really chewing on this, so to speak. And the first thing I thought was, well, what if they wanted to make the flu, vaccine or the flu shot mandatory which they write they could if they wanted to right how would you guys feel about that because i do not get the flu shot i think with that i would i would take it because i know the side effects i just get sick like i've had it before i know what it's like on my body right Mm -hmm. with the covid thing my biggest thing is just like like we're we're gonna do the vaccine we are the guinea pigs we are going to be the trials like after their trial segment i'm sure there's going to be plenty of bumps that they haven't resolved from that particular segment that might not be affecting those people that could affect all these other different people who have different underlying conditions so i feel like like that's a scary thing for me is like we're the guinea pigs and like what if we start mutating or something i don't know (laughs) what about Uh, you nina we've always been the guinea pigs always (laughs) you're always always the the optimist solitaire (laughs) <laughs> what's, what's that nino what are you saying i like it when we're like the developed guinea pigs like we're still <laughs> guinea pigs for the flu shot but like there's been guinea pigs before us uh i i would take it like i said i traveling is my salvation the ability to travel even if i can't travel i like to know that i can at a moment's notice get out of dodge so that would make me a little bit you know air on the side of I need to get this vaccine. And again, I'm not putting my hand up to be first. Absolutely. I think I would wait. I like Reddy Fox. I don't get the flu shot, but what I would say from what I understand from health officials is the difference between the flu as it's the seasonal flu, as it 
circulates through the community, and this virus. Oh yeah, sorry. Is how it be- is how it behaves. Yeah, thank you. So, thank you for saying that because I'm not trying to compare necessarily the flu to say COVID nineteen per se, but I'm just saying I I know how I feel already about the flu shot in terms of I would I know I would be against it if they were to try to say to make it mandatory for right. you to get the flu shot. I just don't get it, but. I understand this is a different beast that we're dealing with now when it comes to COVID-19 or the pandemic being that it's com- it's fundamentally changed our way of life in terms of how we're living our lives and the vaccine is the way for us to get back to normalcy, right? That's right. So, uh, okay, real quick, let's look at the numbers from the poll for this question of whether or not it should be mandatory or not and see where you guys lie. But wait, so wait, Solitaire, you didn't answer the question though. Do you think it should be mandatory? I, I think that... It should be mandatory depending on what your lifestyle is. Like if right. you're in the frontline health community, it should be mandatory. If you are in a public service position, like you are you are dealing with the public. That would mean like grocery way, store workers too then, right? Grocery yeah. store workers, anybody who has to interact with the public, you know, especially places like, you know, retirement homes and the like it should be mandatory for travel. It should be mandatory. But if you live uh, like a lifestyle where you're not in front of people and, you know, you don't travel or what are you don't necessarily, you're not concerned about being able to move around like that, then it, it didn't, shouldn't be necessarily mandatory. But I think it depends on the profession. Nina. And, and where you're at. Um, I gave my answer, didn't I? I don't yes, think you, you did. I, what did you, did you say? Yes or no, uh, though, mandatory. I just said, oh, if it's mandatory. Uh, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> even with Solitaire's answer, like, I just feel like at that point, it's going to end up being like 90% of the population because like, like, it's just, it's difficult. Like, even I feel like. It's not even an though, easy answer. Like, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like even though I'm in radio, like we're in radio, like going into the station every day. I'd still have to deal with artists coming in or like new contributors and stuff like that. Right. So then it's like, then I become a person who deals with people. So then do I have to take it too? you know, like it just, I don't know. It's, it's just like, like, yeah, it's just, I lean more towards not making it mandatory per se, but from the um, poll, 39% of the respondents said that the vaccine should be mandatory, which Mm -hmm. is a decline from the last time that they did this poll again, back in July down 18 points from what that number was before and it actually dropped more so from when they did this poll in may and 54 mm-hmm. percent of the respondents it said 54 percent of the respondents instead said that the vaccine should be voluntary instead mm-hmm. I, I think i fall more in the voluntary thing 11 percent increase actually for that number and six percent of the respondents said that they don't know i i'm i'm like in the I'm a split between I don't know and it should be voluntary. I yeah. think again, if you're if I if I have to die on one hill where it should be mandatory, I would say for international travel, especially international travel. But if you're like, you know, mass transit, you should you know, especially especially with COVID nineteen. Now, if they want to make it a slippery slope and say, well, we all vaccines should be mandatory. I mean. The slippery slope fallacy argument is one of those things. It's like, it's almost anecdotal. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's what's going to happen. And COVID-19 is very specific in the way that it's the way that it um, transmits among the population. So I think it should be specific circumstances for COVID. Yeah. I, I really don't have the answer for it as well too. I just know where I lean. I lean more so towards saying it should be voluntary. 
Um, we only have about a minute left in the segment before we got to go to commercial, but I just wanted to bring up this uh, news note is mm-hmm. that uh, there's going to be a street named in Miami uh, for the high school that uh, Trayvon Martin attended to. It's going to be renamed in his name, Trayvon Martin Avenue, and that's going to be oh. taking effect this week. So that's good oh. news there. At least sort of kind of like it's still such a tragic story and um, mm-hmm. so significant in terms of it being like the the real, you know, one of the early sparks for Black Lives Matter movement. But yeah, um, yeah the street in front of the Miami high school that Trayvon attended uh, yeah. will be renamed uh, Trayvon Martin Avenue. The the the. The petty, the petty solitaire that lives within me is curious to hear what conservative pundits and right wingers have to say about that. They'll find some vile way to twist it. And I know, they and, and, do. They and they can't do nothing about it, and that makes me happy. So I'm happy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Brady Fox, thanks for curating that uh, politics as usual as usual segment. See, he downplayed it, and it was a great, informative, engaging conversation they didn't know that i downplayed it until you said it now though yeah you did and now i'm now i feel the pressure oh yeah (laughs) deliver you better deliver after the break we got to pay some bills right now and after the break we're going to come back with no better nina and music news right here on hashtag 5105 halfway through baby halfway through this feels so long today. Yeah, is, my back's hurting. Why does every Why does every show feel like you guys are miserable? Yeah. Y'all are miserable, yo. I think it's just because you know why. It's because like I don't know about you guys, but for me, like working from home is cool. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind not commuting and stuff, but it's just like it's so much. It was cool at first, but now it's just so much harder. Like because I know I can work on my own time and my own schedule as long as I hand it in before the day it's to do. Like. Mm-hmm. I'll just do stuff in the middle of my day. Like, like I'll go work out at like three in the afternoon or like, I'll go like get my nails done at like 12 PM. Like, you know, like it just, it's just bad. It's definitely a test of discipline and scheduling. I would say in a lot of ways, I mean, because of the nature of everything that I do, like I do a bunch of things. So like I said, I get to travel. So the stimulus of, being in different environments, I'm that I'm the same way in the sense of like, I need to, I I can't work out at home. You know, people are like, they put on the DVD or whatever, and they work out at home. I gotta, I have to go to the gym. If I'm working at the, if I'm working on music and I want to make beats, I got to go to the studio. (laughs) I like to, I like to, I know they're ready. Foxes uh, works Mm -hmm. out at home, but I don't know. I, I, I need to put myself in the environment. And thankfully the spaces that I work out of, kind of afford me that to be able to be physically distanced from people and still do it but i can imagine being you know going stir crazy just working from home all day always i'm still getting a little stir crazy like i said it's the walls are starting to come in on me a bit right now we honestly you know when i realized i think you know for me when that stir crazy will start the reason i think i'm okay right now is because i'm able to go to the gym every day and like interact with my friends who are at the gym versus once that's gone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Once that's gone, like it's not, it's going to be back to what it was in March, which was literally the only person I was seeing was my boyfriend, which is fine. But like, then I'm at home all day. Like I'm not serve alcohol at your gym. No, (laughs) just (laughs) but like, I'll be at home all day. Like that's what I feel like I'm going to start to go stir crazy. Like, because it's just, 
like yeah like the gym actually like people were saying about like the whole mental health aspect of it and it is true i'm like, very worried for people like um no joke dead serious yeah. like um aside from whatever the the physical health ailment things that we deal with as a society because of covid19 it's going to be a whole other thing from the mental health issue for us as a society because of the covid19 you know and yeah. and, and, and to that point to to emphasize that health officials are actually incorporating that into their messaging they're aware they're like listen the lockdowns are taking a mental toll and that's why they're trying to find like kind of find walk better that ways thin to... line of how do we let people how do we release you know some of the restrictions on people socializing like they need to but being safe and responsible at the same time because people are definitely cracking this is the new normal as they say and and i think that you know being able to go outside and I, i'll tell you like for me work i've been doing boot camps outside since the summer like since what i started like august time and i'll tell you i'm prepared i'm mentally preparing myself to do boot camp outside in the winter time like gloves and where yeah because i mean i'm not i'm not going to a gym i'm not going to work out in a gym I do want to eventually get back to weights and, you know, building, you know, strength and stuff like strength training. But I think the great thing about HIIT training and, and like functional muscle training is that's actually the best kind of training anyway, because it's mm-hmm. better, especially if you're sitting down all day and your, your, you know, your lifestyle is not, doesn't involve a lot of moving around. So that's kind of been my focus. Like, how am I going to be able to, am I going to go jogging in the wintertime? Like I'm fully on the ice. Myself. Yeah. I, I've, I've done winter, to, winter jogging is not my favorite. Like I get headaches be, when the cold air rushes by my ears. I yeah. don't know But uh, I have found that if I dress warmly enough and I wear like a, a toque and I cover my ears, I, I can do it. And I'm prepared to do that. But uh, what shoes are you wearing? Aren't you scared of falling? Cross trainers, man. They have they have winter like Nike has uh as winter trainer. Nike, Nike, Nike. Nike. I listen. Uh, I feel no ways about mispronouncing corporate brand names. Nike is going to be all just the fine. corporate brand names to mispronounce, man. The hey, four letter everybody... word of the biggest company. Out of you all know of them. who I was talking about. <laughs> you know who I was talking about, and everybody listening knew exactly <laughs> what I said. And they all cringed when you said Nike. Nike. When I said Nike. Okay, well, it's radio time, Solitaire. Okay. Jesus. Okay. We haven't even cursed during the podcast time. I did once. Oh. Yeah, she did. I got it. I'm going to get in all my cursing in the next segment on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the program. Of course, you are tuned in this morning, this lovely morning to hashtag Right here on Vibe 105, yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Ready Fox, No Better Nina. Make sure you're following us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, at hashtag Vibe 105. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to jump into a little bit of vibes, a little bit of, you know, uh, rumors and innuendos and opinions. It's time for music news with No Better Nina. What you got in store for us today? Okay, so off the top of the show, we talked about our poll question from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with the release of Tori's album Daystar, if people's opinion changed on the whole Tori and Megan situation. Mm-hmm. And from that, almost it was 58%. So almost 60% of people said they do have questions and their opinion has changed. Um, 35 said, no, their opinion didn't change. They think he did it. And another 6% said they're not listening to the album. Um, so ready, you had something you wanted to add on from that. Not necessarily. Uh, that, those six votes were ready. Fox voting six times. Yeah, well, I wish I could vote six <laughs> times. I know <laughs> I only voted once. And again, I don't really have anything against Tory per se. Again, I Toronto artist want mm-hmm. him to do well. I want anybody to do well. It's not even if they're from Toronto or not, but the point being is that with this situation, it's such a unique situation and there's so much legalities that we still don't know are going to play out. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think, again, when he made that announcement and said, I'm going to finally, I know I'm sorry to my fans for being silent for so long or whatever he said, I'm going to speak on it tonight or whatever. Mm-hmm. That night on the Instagram, did he even have, a, did he even address it in any way, shape or form other than just start playing music off of the album for the most no. part? It was just the album. Um, that's it. Like he's, he's uh, like, People like his photographer spoke on his behalf before the album saying like See? when he's still know why, but like nobody's really like he hasn't said much else because open case. Right. So that's the thing. I don't think he can speak publicly. So that's what I was expecting, though, when he made that announcement. So when I see that he just dropped an album for me again, it feels like it's in poor taste. So mm-hmm. it just seems like. And like. The proceeds, I think they are going to go to charity in some way, shape, or form as, as well or whatever. Brianna Taylor, uh, Taylor Fund. Okay, so there you go. At least there's a good thing from that perspective. But have there been changes, Nina, in the story? Because you shared with us something about someone that chose to unfollow uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, so, okay, so first of all. It's getting juicy. So remember, yeah, remember last week when I was saying how, like, Kalani was talking about oh like right away she was the first person in the industry to blackball Tori right off the top and said she's taking him off her album right. because making her friend then Tori drops the album and it's like uh hello I've been friends with you for over six years held your newborn baby like had late night phone conversations with you about relationships and stuff that we've had like we were genuinely friends and then all of a sudden today uh Kalani unfollowed Megan and it's just like there's just a lot like megan and her best friend who was there don't follow each other anymore they've confirmed they're not friends anymore kalani unfollowed megan it's just a lot is happening kalani's saying she's just doing that because she's starting over like her instagram followers okay. she doesn't follow anybody. so nothing but, from megan the megan story has changed in terms of she's still saying that tori is the one that shot she's her, still right? saying tori okay. did it yeah she's still saying tori did it yeah um tori got charged last week right after we that's recorded. right yeah yeah yeah, and he could be facing twenty three years. Now, I want to re- I want to reply to Reddy's comment about it being in poor taste. Sure, I I disagree, mm-hmm. and I disagree because he's an artist. He expresses himself through his music. He's done that for his entire career. I think he is very much within his right to release a project, a body of work that tells his side of the story. I think. I think the expectation was that he would go on Instagram and do like a, you know, do like these these ratchet rappers do and just like start blasting off on everybody. But I actually think it was a more, I think it was a was a was a better approach because he, when you're writing, you have to think about what it is that you're saying and you're putting it. And in he an says that way. too. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I disagree. I, I think it was very appropriate for him, to, for him to, I think it was just because it was, everybody was expecting it to be an Instagram live thing, like what Megan did. But um, yeah. I, and and I, I have questions. I, as much as I, you know, off the top, I, you know, the fact that Megan was injured and she got shot and the fact that this whole tragic situation happened is very disheartening to me for the culture, mm-hmm. for the music, for both of them as artists and their and their you know their future successes. But there's always three sides. There's always yeah. three sides, and I think we everybody got swept up. And because Tori wasn't replying, everybody like including Nina was like, "Yo, I want to hear what he has to say. I want to hear." And then you just kind of just start filling in the gaps. But then now that he's spoken, I I I think it's actually, I think it's completely unfair and biased for people to say, yeah, I don't believe you. So now you're just taking sides based on what? I don't know anything about, I know as much about Megan as I know about Tori. So mm-hmm. I'm not taking sides. I hope that but it becomes resolved. And that's the thing. Them. I don't know if it'll be resolved because I don't think the system will care about, you know, getting to the truth of the matter. They'll be perfectly fine with just tossing him in jail one way or the other. That's true. And I that's hope true. they don't. His, so <laughs> His so because we all do, yeah. We hope he, we like, hope he doesn't. That's the thing. Yeah. Like it would be good if you could if have belief it, in the system. Yeah, yeah, if you could have belief in the system to root out the real truth of the situation and then you know meet out justice as it's as they see fit. But it's a corrupt system as it is already, and it'll have no problem with throwing a young black man in jail whatsoever, whatsoever. And that's the they, tragedy. Yeah, and so they're saying basically he could face. He's being charged. He could face up to twenty three years in jail for it if he's convicted. Um, his latest hearing, his arraignment was pushed back to November 18th, which is a day before my birthday. So hopefully something good happens. Um, and he's still been ordered to stay away from Megan. If something bad happens, it's going to ruin my birthday. Um, and then <laughs> Megan released an opinion piece with the New York Times um, about basically overall, uh, I kind of read through it and basically overall just about like protecting black women. Why, um, why is it controversial to even say it? That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically all that is what she was saying. Um, and just like, you know, like we're human beings, like I don't understand, like, you know, just a lot of that similar um stuff that she's been saying already and been very vocal about. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the little mini update on that whole situation. Right. What people have a problem with uh Megan saying protect black women, really? I yeah, I think people are people are people are making everything an issue with this thing. Honestly. Yeah, it's, it's it's become a much bigger thing than I thought it would have been. Yeah, people are it, people are losing friends over this. Apparently. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> right. people are very people are very sensitive about it, and very it's become it's turned into a multitude of issues, and it's just it's just a disaster. All right, so, sad, sad. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, okay. So, did you guys want to touch on Kanye's first campaign video? Yes, yes. Of course, we do. Okay. Uh, I do for sure. I sure. I didn't really watch it. You know, I saw him tweet it. I did watch I it. I didn't watch it because I knew I was just going to think it was bogus. So, <sighs> okay, what so, a, yeah. give me a recap. What happened? Honestly, I'm going to say this. What he's actually saying in the message is a good message. It really is. Like, it's just because of who he is. And I can't take it seriously because I'm not taking him seriously as someone that's going to win the presidency or is running for president in a serious manner. But... If you actually listen to the message that he is saying in this campaign video, it's a pretty positive, good message. I can't, I can't say it's not. 
Look at that. That's how you be unbiased, Nina. That's how <laughs> I was unbiased. <laughs> I stated yeah, no, the you, facts and the facts only. <laughs> you were, you were, you were unbiased. I mean, that was a little, that was a low blow. But um, yeah. I mean, listen, taken in outside of all the crazy zany antics of Kanye West of Kanye Titter, um. If he if that was his campaign launch, I might have been like, okay, he put some thought into it. He had some writers help him craft a coherent piece of motivational, you know, talking points. And he looks healthy. I, I like the message with the black and white flag in the background that it wasn't like red, white, and blue. Like, I mean, mind you, knowing Kanye West, it looks like Pro, a promo campaign for an, an album more than it does <laughs> a, a presidential campaign launch. And I mean, I didn't I think, know what I, it was at first when I started watching it. I didn't even know it was his, I just saw you sent it to us in, um, in what, in our WhatsApp group. And I was like, ah, oh, Kanye. <laughs> I was like, all right, what is this? And I saw, I was like, okay, it's only a minute. I can bear a minute of Kanye. <laughs> and again, you know how my feelings on him. I've said, mm-hmm. I'm done with this guy. I'm just going to, yeah. he's, he's like in the rear view. But again, even if you've written off Kanye or not, I think people should hear the message <laughs> that he says in this video. It's actually, he's calling for unity and love and positivity and, you know, more yeah. faith in God and the whole nine. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's not a bad I'm message. Kind of hard to refute. Kind of hard to refute. Just saying. Uh, Nina, you, you didn't watch it, Nina. No, I think I turned it, like I opened it, and then I just closed it. It still looks silly <laughs> because it's Kanye, though. Yeah, that's why I opened it and closed it. And, and that's like what I said. That. And that's what I mean. Like, taking it in isolation from everything else, all the madness, I would definitely say that you should listen to what he has to say. I, I And I just last last point, yeah. I think that, I mean, I'm... I don't believe not for one second that he's legitimately trying to run, not even like forget winning, trying to actually run for president. I think this is all part of his antics. Um, but I, uh, the problem with it, as some people have pointed out is he may actually legitimately, cause I think there's, he actually post, put up a post saying, you know, cross out the names. Yeah. On the he wants people to write, write his name in West. basically. Yeah which would make obviously which would ruin your ballot so yeah. that's problematic for me the fact that he's he's really kind of as a uh as my parents would say mama guy in the whole process I of, really hope people don't take him seriously and yeah. ruin the somebody's election. going somebody's going people to. are going to yeah people <laughs> are going to same way they put her they wrote in Harambe back in 2016 that gorilla that died people a bunch of like thousands of votes were for that yeah i remember that people are crazy but can we just stick on nina real quick before we move on to this uh um fans only thing that (laughs) only fans thing uh while we're in the political realm here with the kanye talking about running for president because music related as well um Mm -hmm. we didn't didn't have it on the page per se but ice cube actually has been I've been seeing people going at Ice Cube pretty hard online recently because he, some of his people met with some of Donald Trump's people to discuss mm-hmm. some of his community initiatives. Contract with Black America. Right. Now, here's the mm-hmm. thing, though, is that he had also reached out to Joe Biden's campaign as well. And they said, we will talk after. to you after the election. Yeah. So there's two things that I was seeing online in terms of people's anger about this was directed at Ice Cube. 
for meeting with Donald Trump's people and also directed at Joe Biden's people for not meeting with Ice Cube. <laughs> so um, I think it's a really weird situation. What do you guys think about it? Um, I think it's weird, yeah. And I think, like, I feel like from that, like, um, summary of it, um, I haven't looked into it with too much details, but from that summary of it, I feel like Ice Cube was just doing what he felt was going to help the Black community at this point in time. But because since considering Joe Biden's like, yeah, just we'll wait till after the election. But who knows if he's just saying that just so you can endorse him on your platform and get more people to vote for him, right? And then he might not actually do it. So I feel like, yeah, in that case, it, it he's trying to do what he can. But like Donald Trump, like you really think he's going to... I mean, he you helped Kim Kardashian but, free... I would say this too about this because I was thinking about it. I'm not angry with Ice Cube in this situation for how it went about because I was thinking to myself, how is this different than, say, the Steve Harvey situation where I was like, you know, saying to myself, like, I wrote off Steve Harvey off of that because Ice Cube didn't let himself become a photo op opportunity for Donald Trump to use him in this situation. I think Ice Cube was reaching out to both parties because he was trying to do something for the black community. And Mm -hmm. I... I don't necessarily have any regard for Donald Trump to be like, I know the reason why they would do it is because it makes them look good to the black community to say, oh, look, we're talking with Ice Cube. We're trying to help him. We're trying to help the community, especially now with just three weeks before the election. But from the Joe Biden perspective, and I saw a different journalist write this to say, Joe Biden, like Ice Cube is not the black leader of black America. Like he doesn't, Mm -hmm. he's not incumbent on Joe Biden to have to meet with Ice Cube because Ice Cube wants to talk to him about it. Even though he's a pretty iconic, big, popular figure, he's still on the political scene, you know, just another voter as far as Joe Biden can be concerned. Like, yeah, he may have a lot of people, but yeah. um, it's not incumbent on Joe Biden to have to meet with Ice Cube. So I just felt it was weird for people to be so angry at Ice Cube and also at the same time be so angry at Joe Biden about it. I think people's emotional responses to all of these... Um... I guess different people's approaches to trying to deal with the times that we're in people trying to kind of come up with solutions or take leadership positions. It's all a symptom of the times that we're in. Everybody's Mm -hmm. like knee jerk reaction is to be angry and to say, Oh, you're ridiculous. Oh, who are you ice cube? You're not the leader of the black community or why should, why are you meeting with Donald Trump? And, and the immediate reaction is anger. I, really recognize that you know within myself too because it's a response that <laughs> pardon my my comparison but it's it's like road rage you're responding <laughs> to a situation instantaneously with unrational anger without exploring the reasons behind it ice cube's intentions are not to ruin anybody's lives He's not trying to be like Kanye and run for president and try to get all this fame. But I haven't read the, his actual contract. He, it's not like he just sat down and wrote it like a madman manifesto. He worked with people to craft something that he really thinks would be a good way to establish what these presidential nominees or, or like these people running for president, what are you going to tangibly do to help the black community. If you are angry about Ice Cube taking that initiative, you, you need to do some reflecting. Yeah. Maybe you can maybe you can you can disagree with his approach, but this instant 
you know, jump to being angry at why are you talking to Donald Trump and why are you talking to why isn't Joe Biden sitting down? Like everybody has a justifiable reason for how they responded. I think Q recognizing that if Donald Trump is going to win the presidency by hook or by crook, you can't just not talk to the guy. That's not an option. We have to figure out a way how to bridge communication with this nutcase, nutcase as he may be. But if he wins, not talking to him is not going to help anybody. He's so not going to talk to people, anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, those are the hand; those are the cards that were dealt. We already know that if he doesn't lose, which he, I mean, if he doesn't win, which he shouldn't, it's going to be pandemonium. It's, it's going to be pandemonium no matter who wins. I keep telling yeah. you this. November third is the date. November fourth, it's going to be an S show in the states. It really is. Like people are gonna lose their minds one way or the other. So I don't know. Let's move on to the next okay. topic. Okay, so this is like it was kind of a dry weekend music. <laughs> we got through some good stuff, so thanks guys. Um okay, so basically, um so Blueface is hosting I don't know if you guys remember Blueface, the guy who sings Bust Down Tatiana, you know that song. Unfortunately he uh, I've heard his name and I remember it. Okay. Unf- unfortunately. I don't know about Ready. Ready, do you know that song? No, no, but it's... Bust sure down, Tatiana! Bust oh, down! I'm sure it's, but it's a hit smash record, right? Yeah, and Cardi B was on the remix. There you yeah. go. That's, um, how, that's how it sounded to me, Nina. Bust down, Tatiana! <laughs> bust down! Anyways, so that's Blueface. Um, he is hosting an ongoing girls fight club in his house for our own fans. What? Yeah, you heard me right. So, so he's holding... A fight club for girls. A fight club for girls. At his house. So, okay, so this is what he's doing. So, he recently made headlines for sharing that he would not be exercising his right to vote this election because he's, quote, not at that stage in his life. um, (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let me just say this. If you ever came out of your face to say, yeah, I'm just not at that stage in my life where I want to exercise my right to vote. You're fired. You're no, fired from the right show. Vote at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so instead of doing voting, he has decided to launch Blue Girls Club. It's like the exact a, opposite. <laughs> yeah. A series on his OnlyFans, similar to the reality TV show Bad Girls Club, where it's pretty much just a group of girls living together on TV fighting all the time. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... He's housing these girls and having them twerk, share bedroom details, and fight on camera to profit from on OnlyFans. A clip he shared on Instagram Live gives us a little tease of what goes down on the OnlyFans, showing a girl throwing stuff at another girl for what looks like literally no reason. Oh, my God. In uh, a teaser for Blue Girls Club, Blueface shares his disappointment in this generation of women, saying that it's at a downfall and it hurts his heart. Um, considering even though he's the one who, who is allowing this to happen. I'm so confused um, right now. Yeah, it's literally Literally. so dumb. Uh, one girl also lost her front teeth during a fight at Blue Girls Club. And this is all hosted by the same guy who's saying that he's disappointed. Um, it's not known how long these girls are going to be staying with Blueface or if it's a competition or if money's on the line. Sounds like R. Kelly 2.0. Yeah. All we really know is that they're fighting and it just looks like one big thirsty mess. (laughs) 
Um, you see them fighting on the beach in public. Um, Blueface and his crew telling a girl she's crazy after they created this whole thing for them to fight. And his big mama showed up as well. And people um, will watch this, you know. That's the real Yeah, people bro, in the comments, people are like, Oh, I like this person the most, I like that person the most. I'm like, oh, you guys yeah. are to watch this every time i think reality stuff and social media this is like a blending of reality tv with social media that's what it feels yeah. like and it's like yeah. it's 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 finding a way to dig deeper into the filth than ever before like this whole only fans thing i keep hearing about it in terms of it like ruining relationships apparently like people will be yeah. in a relationship and a girl will open up an account or whatever and that's the end of the relationship apparently i would like to interject only fans is not responsible for ruining not one relationship, no relationships, as a matter of fact. You know who's ruining those relationships? The people, the people. in those relationships. Thank you very much. Okay, so... But, but carry on. <laughs> yeah, no, basically, the question I want to jump to, because I know we're short on time, but pretty much, like, okay, OnlyFans doesn't have any rules on what content you post. You could profit off of anything on there there is no rules okay Mm -hmm. do you think after this seeing this people are going to get ideas with this and realize oh crap i can really post whatever i like they said it but now i could i know i could really do it like Mm -hmm. do you think they should implement some sort of guidelines following something like this because like not to be like dark and gloomy but think about like like it could basically turn into the dark web pretty much I'm sure I am. Well, you know what? Let me not. Let me step back from jumping all the way out the window. But I'd like to say I'm pretty confident that if it comes to a point where I'm assuming you're talking about like child pornography and, you know, pedophilia and that kind of stuff. I'm pretty sure that that kind of content, because it's not, it's a, it's one of those forums where if you pay, you can watch it. It's easy to detect. Mind you, I'm sure that. I'm sure. What were you saying? Like who, easy to detect who's doing what or what? Easy to report, right? Yeah, I'm. I don't think it's necessarily. But again, I don't. I don't know necessarily how it works. But I wanted to kind of just say a couple of things about this. Uh, this young yeah. young man, outside of his views on voting, <laughs> and not being. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. But that's a whole other story. I'm. I'm as much as the content is ratchet and these girls fighting and how, you know, it's yet another fine moment in American entertainment, <laughs> you know, shouts out to like, you know, uh, BT and their, uh, their uh, BT uncut and late night and all that kind of ratchet programming and housewives and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He as a young man is an op- entrepreneur, saw an opportunity and he knew that people like to watch the train crash mm-hmm. so i'm not i'm i can't as much as i'm like yo that's ridiculous I'm, I'm a little worried never, about it i would never was it you're worried about it just a wee bit because the thing is that that stuff that you're saying that whatever you're taking it to the extreme in terms of the bad things that can happen but there are a lot of bad things before those extremes that probably will happen and For the sure. thing is that those things will have to happen first before somebody interjects before yeah. someone creates the rule. So that's what my concern comes in because yeah, I'm thinking about it. Like if he's going to start this fight club with women, who's to stop someone from literally doing a gladiator thing again and just yeah. having guys having like fist fights in their backyard and putting it on and like, or with animals and stuff like all that sorts too. of crazy. Like, like I'm, yeah. my mind is starting to go towards like crazy stuff now, obviously. But the point being is that 
maybe put the rules in first before people do the things that you need to make the rules for. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where my concern comes in. And I just think, like, I personally think this is just a really bad look. Like, number one, it just looks like you're treating these, like, you specifically were looking for girls literally to fight. So mm-hmm. it just looks like you're just, like, like looking for, like, I don't know, a uh, commodity of mm-hmm. some sort. And then it's just, like, on top of that, like, these girls subjectifying them themselves to that is just going to create room for more stereotyping which is just another bad thing to come out of it all so i just feel like all in all it's really stupid and i don't think OnlyFans should allow it he's smart for coming up with the idea don't get me wrong he's smart for being able to smart to profit and, off smart well, and well, disgusting right well, yeah, well smart and disgusting okay. yeah. i mean again Nina, i think he jumped a little bit too far out the window to say <laughs> that he's smart it's it's not rocket science get some ratchet girls Put him in a house, give him some liquor, and see what happens. But he's the first one to do it, though, right? No, yeah. no, he's oh, okay. on OnlyFans. Yeah, I think on so. OnlyFans. On OnlyFans, but I'm saying the idea has been done to yeah. death. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but like for somebody who wants to profit off making a reality show individually on this kind of platform at this time, I think he's smart for that. People but. out there, if you're listening to this show, please don't support stuff like that. Please, <laughs> yeah, don't, please so. don't support stuff like that. Ready? Honestly, if you're paying for anything on OnlyFans, you're just stupid. <laughs> it's all on instagram people want to see the train crash that's just and he's just another person that's capitalizing on our voyeuristic tendencies as i you still know, like consumers. the concept of only fans for giving people an opportunity to have an income but it's just like yeah people take it too extreme sometimes man well that that's the thing about a tool right it can be used in a multitude of ways and yeah. i think overwhelmingly it's a great outlet platform for artists to be able to monetize directly with their audience so uh blue face you know just don't add you know try to do something nice for these girls i don't know it's it's messy. get them registered to vote yeah there you go <laughs> turning a negative into a positive i like to see that but we got to wrap it up thank you so much nina for curating the music segment right about now we have to pay some bills so if you're tuned into us right here on vibe 105 please continue to stay tuned we'll be right back after these messages for those of you on the podcast stay with us yeah i mean listen to me um the 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 audacity <laughs> The audacity for him to say, man, I don't know what these, that's the part that that makes me upset because you know damn well what you're doing. Don't try to protect yourself by now saying you're concerned about, because if you were concerned about how these women are being portrayed, you wouldn't portray them in that way. It's your damn show. Curse. I mean, curse. (laughs) I'm saving my curses because I want it to really mean something when I drop it now. You know what I mean? When I drop a hard, a hard f bomb, it has to be significant. Now I've gone too far and I've overhyped it, so I can't use it now. But (laughs) (laughs) oh man, I want the show to be done soon. Same. I want to just go take off my makeup and. Hope you guys are enjoying the podcast, though. (laughs) Big shout to (laughs) Jessam. Big shout to Jessam. He's always listening to the podcast. Yeah, that's my that's my guy right there. But listen, you guys you guys know it's on our calendar. Everything. Why don't you take a nap? Like, give yourself no, some tried. space every week. It was just, oh my gosh. Tried, you know what man. I was going to say? Um, coming off the other segment, yeah, it's easier when you go into the environment. Like, you know when we're there on the Saturday morning and, like, we know we have to get up, we have to be there, whatever. Like, that's easier. It feels like actually less work, to be honest. When we do it this way, it feels like more work. Mm-mm. So, 
Not to me. <laughs> Not feels to like me. so much more to me. How so? I don't understand that. You're literally oh, in the you know why? Of your I know home. why. I know. I know why. I know why. I know why. Because because you because we didn't have stupid. cameras, so I didn't have to do my makeup, and I didn't have to like put in effort to like put. Well, I mean, all all I do is put on a shirt. I'm still wearing my pajama bottoms, but like, <laughs> no, like, I used to roll in sweats and a hoodie like all the time. So right. now, I'm like, oh yeah, we know you were there. We were there. Yeah. We so, all did. We all did. I don't miss the radio station at all. Oh, I do. I, I definitely, without a doubt, miss the energy, the kinetic energy of being live on the radio, being able to take calls. I think we, you know, it's that that kind of engagement, I definitely miss. I miss the sound effects that we get to use to, like, liven it <laughs> yes. up and stuff, too. But... All of that stuff. Yeah, all of that yeah, stuff. I don't miss morning drive, though. Did you guys listen to last week, uh, the show, when uh, with the effect that that Randy put in there for my declaration that the, the, the Lakers would win. No, I didn't hear yeah, it. Dun, I would... dun, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Big shots to Nina. She was the only one to predict that uh, Miami would at least win game. Yeah, five. I was. I noticed that when I saw it, I was like, yes, I'm right. Ah, uh, yeah. That was a lucky guess. Did yeah. you help you play the lottery that? Okay. That actually. Week? Yeah. Well, dude, well, you get your, you'll get your roses when we start recording again and talk sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say we didn't even get a chance to to talk about, but I guess that's right. We are going to talk about it. But I am uh... save it, save okay. it. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I don't get me wrong. I don't want to go back, but like, you guys it makes it go back so much, it makes it go by so much faster when you're there. That's I don't want to go back to I don't want to go back to my office job either. Like, uh, working from home. Yeah. It's been, yeah. but I mean, I th- for what you do, that makes sense. You know, it's right. it's almost like I feel like those kind of industries where you're doing broadcasting, you can have uh, the same level of quality, and you're a responsible and worker that actually does your job. I think it makes sense. It's a it's you know it's a cost saving endeavor for 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 what you do. These mofo's are talking about us coming back in January, though. <laughs> that's what they said to us at vibe too but like i don't think it's gonna happen i don't think so either and the thing is that i still kind of see the numbers coming out every day and they'll say oh to, to, we've had a spike in ontario or oh the, today's number is less than yesterday kind of thing so the numbers are gonna go down in the winter time because it can't nobody go anywhere in canada that's it's almost like a blessing in disguise that the seasons are changing that's a good way to think of it maybe i will get a birthday after all mm. <laughs> that's all that matters eh nina that's all I've been thinking. I'm supposed to be in Punta Cana for my 25th birthday this year. And now I'm going to be cooped up here in the snow. Yeah. Yo, one of my, my brethren's would have been, I would have been in Jamaica this week. Yep. I would have been in Jamaica for a wedding this week. That's right. Who's getting married? Uh, my boy shouts out to RT and Nikki. My oh. good friend. Them. Oh, wow. They oh, were going to get married right. in Jamaica? They were getting married in Jamaica. Uh, Nikki's Jamaican. Wow. So, um... Is the wedding still happening here in Canada right now, or are they just postponing and waiting to no, see No, they postponed it. They okay. postponed it. They, they want to do a destination wedding. We're putting their wedding. business all out there in the podcast. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I just realized that. Yeah. I have to, we'll have to clear oh. that with them, but I'm sure it's... I mean, they're, they're married people. It's not like it's a secret. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But yeah. Sorry, RT. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure it's... I'm sure it's okay. okay. Well, anyways, we got to jump back into radio time now. Anyways, that's actually a pretty good time. Finish it up. Let's go. Finish strong. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the program. You're tuned in, dialed in, locked into hashtag the greatest conversation on the planet. Obviously, yours truly solitaire, DJ Ready Fox, no better Nina. And we are moving in to the final stretch, the home stretch 
but we're excited to do this. Nina, you were going to interject. Say it. Say it. I have an idea for your segment name. Oh, oh. The light on the street. Because, like, it's one light on the street, so it's just illuminating that one spot. That's horrible. It's better. <laughs> Hash lights. That was terrible. <laughs> And you, and you and you suffered such a horrible fate live on the radio. Oh. Right, we keep it real. You should have typed that one in the chat group. <laughs> I'm going to go with hash lights for now. Hash We're gonna let stinks the... too. No, it doesn't. We're going to let uh, the people all decide. All I think about is like... <laughs> You know, like yeah, yeah. Don't say it out. This is a children's show, Nina. Yeah, but um, flashlights, hashlights. Listen, we're gonna let the people decide, okay? If the people think that it's as good as a name as I think it is, make sure you hit us up Call on our social Solly media spotlight at hashtag vibe one hundred five. Maybe actually, you know what? Here's an idea. I mean, we won't make it a poll question, but we'll make it a survey. Yeah. How about that? We'll get people to vote on it because I think it's a great name, formerly known as Black Lights. Changing the name, and maybe, as a matter of fact, in addition to that, we'll open up another slot where people can and give us su- a suggestion. Give us a suggestion. Engagement, Randy. I want ten percent. Okay, ten percent off this week. Ten of what? I don't know revenue. I want a or a bonus. I, I want a like. I want a check for for for, for coming up with this. Okay, I don't know something. All right. Always ask for something when you suggest an idea. You never know. When you, you know, somebody's going to blow up like Nina, I want 10% of uh, No Better Looks. Nina 105. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Nina 105. We should go to the movies. I want 10%. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, anything you suggest, just demand your cut. (laughs) Straight up. Okay, sure. No, man. It's a capitalist economy, man. You got to get in where you fit in. I feel you. I feel you. Hashlights is our weekly spotlight on Black-owned businesses. Hashlights for now. Uh, we encourage all of you listening to us right now to hit us up with exceptional Black-owned businesses to highlight for people to support. Uh, on this week, we shine our hashlights. I'm branding it, baby. I'm branding it. <laughs> on Ryan Lion Books. I'm Yay, excited about pop, this pop, one. Pop, this pop. is a really, you know, check it out. If you're listening to this, you want to find out more information, go to our you know, our Twitter page or Instagram at hashtag Vibe105, RyanLionBooks.com. Our books written by father and son duo, Andre and Anthony Marcel Wright. Uh, they have a series of books. They have products on their website, baby clothes, knapsacks, all kinds of different things. Andre and Anthony Marcel Wright are a father and son duo like no other. Andre has been reading to his son, Anthony Marcel, since he was a baby. He found it was a great way for them to bond father, son. I, I just love this whole story for, of a father and a son getting into, you know, making an entrepreneurial business out of family time and father, son mentorship time. It's beautiful. So Andre was raised without his father but he's also a dedicated single father of one. And he has a background in marketing, business administration, and advertising. He reads to his son on Anthony Marcel, who was a smart, witty, energetic, funny, and imaginative seven-year-old child. And they've written books together. And um, I'm excited to support and endorse Ryan Lyon books. Go out there. If you have kids or if you have nieces or nephews and you're looking for a gift uh, of reading to pass on to them, you're definitely going to want to share this with them. Ryan Lion Books is our hashtag oh. hashlight 
of the week. And say the website. What? So basically, RyanLionBooks.com. It's just. Oh, I thought I said that. Sorry. RyanLionBooks.com. Yeah. I love that. Ryan Lion. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the and the uh, the uh, the drawings, the cartoon drawing, like it's 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 it looks really cute, really it's great, yeah, and it's uh you know, shouts out to all the black dads out there. They do exist, ladies and gentlemen, a lot more than they get credit for. So, shouts out to Andre and Anthony Marcel Wright, RyanLionBooks.com. and now, ladies and gentlemen, back over to DJ Ready Fox for hashtag sports oh yeah well you know what we're gonna talk about a little bit so let's get uh the boring stuff out of the way first (laughs) (laughs) so baseball is still going on surprise surprise it's the last well not the last boring don't do that stop it there are lots of baseball fans out there there's only four teams left um so the tampa bay lightning as well as the houston no tampa bay uh rays yeah sorry like... tampa bay rays well, i keep saying I tampa bay... That. yeah i keep <clears throat> seeing tampa bay lightning and apparently they're the favorite to win it all they're leading the series right now over houston three to two houston won today while we're recording and the dodgers and the braves right now the uh, atlanta braves have a 2-1 lead in their series and mm. the winner of these two series will meet each other in the world series uh for the whole championship but um yeah, so Tampa Bay, Houston, the Dodgers, and the Atlanta Braves are still in the hunt for a World Series, and there's not much left for sports fans out there to pick and choose from because basketball <laughs> is now finished. And could we you can... see? Could you could you see the excitement in my face when you were talking about the baseball playoffs? Did you see my yeah. eyes light up? And again, I'll say the same thing for myself as well too. When it comes to baseball, if the Jays are not involved, I'm not interested. It's yeah. it's just that simple. Which is different for me. Used to be different for me for football. I used to watch all football, like all games, whatever. But since you know a certain man lost his job in 2016, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't even know what that is anymore. Right? Yeah, I don't really mm-hmm. uh, get into that stuff so much anymore. But I'm still with basketball, even though the Raptors get eliminated, or whatever. I would still watch the games. So it's over now. It's finally done. So first of all, let's give Nina her props. <laughs> Yeah, Nina was the I only guess. one out of us to pick Woo! that Miami would at least force a game six, which I they guess. did. Um, so yeah. they because we were recorded that night when um the game was in between our recording and us being on the radio. So that's how much I analyzed sports. I knew all the stats, everything. Right, but when it was all said and done, the Lakers wound up winning game six, and it was pretty much a blowout. It wasn't even really close for most of the game. And uh, LeBron James, MVP of the NBA Finals. His mm-hmm. fourth championship with his third team, Anthony mm-hmm. Davis's first championship, and Danny Green actually becomes on a short list too of uh, players that have won three championships with three different teams. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why do you? Are you not a Danny Green fan, Nina? What's why? You, why you don't want to give just, Danny Green his props? No, like good for him, but he just moved around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he just moved to the right teams, is what you're saying? Yeah, like he just yeah. Okay. Like he didn't want to. He didn't want to like like dug it out and and fix a team. Like you know, he didn't have it. I think in him he spent that. quite a few years in San Antonio. He yeah, and he got one there, and then he's like, "All right, cool, time to go." It wasn't his choice. He got traded with Kawhi. So let's not keep um harping on. Poor I, was about to, I was about to say. I was about yeah. to say, Nina, you're out of your depth here. I'm just sitting yeah, here listening to. I was just gonna to say that too. <laughs> right. I'm just sitting here listening to Ready about. Mm-hmm, yep, Don't that sounds about right, you guys. Right. No, but so congratulations to the Lakers. It's their 17th championship and. LeBron bronze fourth but because of this championship it has really sparked a whole debate again about who's the greatest player of all time lebron james or michael jordan and it has been heated online on social media people Mm -hmm. have been going back and forth because 
it's getting a little tougher now. And the thing is that it seems like LeBron James is going to stay in the NBA for at least probably another five or six years based on how he's looking and in terms of how he takes care of his body. Apparently, he spends about a $1.5 million per year on his body in terms of maintaining his body's health and all mm-hmm. that. So let me ask you guys, even though you're not super sports fans per se, and might as well start with Nina, who do you <laughs> think is the greatest basketball player of all time? Michael Jordan or LeBron James? You got to answer it, Nina. Don't even let me answer. All I'm going to say is that I'm happy the Lakers won this year because of Kobe. <laughs> That's my answer. Okay. What is it? What I actually have no answer. I don't watch either. Of, like I've never watched Michael Jordan play a game in my life. Feels like you got a little bit of a hate on for LeBron, Nina. I mean, I did, yeah, just because it was like everyone was doing it, and I don't know anything about sports, <laughs> so I just bandwagon. <laughs> I love the honesty. I love the honesty. Uh, yeah, but I heard Michael Jordan's not a nice guy in real life. I heard LeBron does more, and he speaks more on social movements. So I'm going to say LeBron. Okay, there you go. What do you say, Solitaire? I, I, you know what? I, she touched on what my major point of how I would differentiate who's the they're both they're both the goats in their own right you know what i mean like you can't compare they were it's a, it was a different era different time different rules in a lot of ways um i think they're both the goat for different reasons and this kind of goes back to my whole you know i refer i referred to this earlier when we were talking about people who are upset about ice cube like it, what are you mad about this has nothing to do with you. I mean, it's, it's fun to debate. And I know most sports fans are, it's like, it's heated, but it's, it's heated in the sports context. What I would say though, is why I kind of am more enamored with saying with the, with supporting and endorsing LeBron is because of how outspoken he, he is about social justice issues at a time when he could easily, like he's the greatest basketball player on the planet. He could easily say, yeah, no comment. I don't comment on political affairs. He could easily do that. Mm-hmm. And he he would not lose a penny. As a matter of fact, he'd probably make more money because it would be a safe bet to sponsor him and have you rep- have him represent your brand. But the fact that he is willingly put himself in the, you know, in the crosshairs of representing for Black Lives Matter and social justice causes causes me to give him the edge because as most sports fans know about Michael Jordan, he was notorious for not getting involved in any movements at all. He didn't necessarily not get into movements per se, but he didn't do it publicly. He did, he did a lot of charitable stuff, I think behind closed doors uh, for Michael Jordan, just to give him his due in that regard. And then he got, you know, he got that labeling for saying that Republicans buy shoes too, when someone wanted him to endorse a political candidate which I think mm-hmm. it was pretty much addressed on the um, Bulls Last Dance documentary right. that everybody watched. But um, not me, not me. You never watched it, Nina? Nope. It's, it's, it's still pretty good, entertaining <laughs> stuff. But I'm gonna say, I. <laughs> it's hard. It's it's, it's no, really it's hard. Nice. Just from seeing both of these players play, I still kind of want to give the edge to Michael Jordan in terms of the greatest player of all time. But mm-hmm. I also feel you guys, especially in terms of LeBron James being much more active in social justice issues to want to kind of give him the edge in that regard but the thing is with LeBron he still has a few years left with him he could actually win at least two or three more championships possibly once he does that I think that would shut the debate down pretty quickly to be honest with you and I think when it comes to purely speaking about accomplishments in basketball I too would have to give the edge to Michael Jordan just because of how he did what he did 
you know, they're, they're both great in their own ways. Like LeBron, say what you want about, you know, him being, you know, people feel like he's arrogant. But when you have such high expectations placed on you to go from a high school student into the NBA, and not only do you meet those expectations, you exceed Far them. exceeded them, yeah. Far exceeded them. There's something to be said for that level of greatness. But at the same time, looking back at Jordan and the fact that he literally took a team that was in the dumps and won them championships and basically elevated them during the course of his career, that's part of his legacy. There's something to, I think the... The only argument for that, though, because we got to wrap this up real quick for sports before we go on to no better take is that Technically, he really didn't do anything until Scottie Pippen was on the team. So a lot of people have said that how good we don't really know if Jordan would have been able to carry the team on his own because once Scottie Pippen got there and things changed quite a bit in terms of the team winning and all that. Yeah. So that's part of the argument. People said until we've seen Michael Jordan win a championship without Scottie Pippen, he can't really say that he, you know, even that's though true. his numbers are obviously are so good yeah. in terms of and his dominance in the game and all that. But so that's it. That's it for sports. Um, again, congratulations going out to the Los Angeles Lakers on their 17th championship in LeBron James. And it'll be a good while before um, we see basketball again. Sad. I heard a rumor that it's coming. Well, I don't know if it's true, but somebody said it was the NBA is going to start back up November 25th. Like, don't listen to rumors, Nina. How like, come on. This is, this is pandemic rule. Number one. <laughs> No rumors. I myself entertained somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, don't I mean, entertain it's not, yourself It can't be rumors. true. It can't be true. They're not going to have a month break. But, like, yeah. It's impossible, Nina. I just, I just thought I would say it to spice things up. Okay, thanks, <laughs> yeah, spice thanks, it up. Thanks for the spice, Nina. And that's it for Sports Solitaire. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for that sports update. Shouts out to the present GOAT. Can we say that? The present GOAT. LeBron James. There's no present GOAT. It's greatest of all time. You can't be ah, present sh- greatest of all time. Damn it, I didn't want to slide back in. I just let me have my last word. Okay. okay. Let's move on and have a little bit of fun. It's time for no better take. No better Nina. Let's end this show with a little bit of levity. Let's have some fun. What you got in store for us? Okay, so I want to know if you ask someone out to eat and don't pay, are you wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Solitaire? Uh, uh, someone, I'm assuming you're talking about on a date. Well, I would say it does it like what if i tell you guys like hey guys I, I haven't seen you guys in a while like let's go for wings or if i said to a guy that i met for the first time let's say i met this guy last week at the coffee shop and then i text him and i'm like hey want to go out to eat but i don't pay am i wrong yeah no okay. no you're not wrong why um is just because you invite somebody out to eat it's not like you say come by my place and let me cook for you can you go out to eat like my first question my no matter who it is whether it's a girl asking me and it's kind of like a date situation i'm gonna have a little glance in my bank account make sure that i'm good and if i know that i can't pay for myself then i'm probably gonna be like ah, i know i got some plans that day you know i, I got it brain check it yeah. you know what i mean so then you're wrong I, if you invite someone out and then you can't pay but and if you don't pay you're wrong but who did this <laughs> I don't think that it's, you know, words mean things. I I don't think that it's implied in the invite that, hey, let's go out to lunch. I'm paying. I I don't think. No. Okay. Well, this is the thing I'm going to say for this then. If you, if it's your idea for us to go somewhere and do something per se, you should, you, 
and you don't pay like that doesn't make sense to me i'm not saying that you should be paying for everybody but i'm saying bare minimum you should be at least be offering to pay for yourself yeah i okay bare this is minimum what I it's I your idea that, that let's go to cop let's go out for coffee or something yeah well, but, but i think if okay my my thing is here if i tell you guys like you guys are my friends and i'm saying to you two like hey let's go get wings um I'm not expecting you guys to pay for me and I'm not expecting to pay for you guys. I'm expecting everybody to pay their own way. However, <laughs> Solitaire, why'd you make that face? No, I'm saying, yeah, of course. Okay. However, so what if she says, let's go out for wings and then she decides she's not paying for like that's, you and I are. That's not the way I interpreted the question. That's but, the way but, I no, it. but that, that's the other thing I'm saying. So for me, then the crossover becomes if it was a guy I met at a coffee shop. I met him one time, text him for two days, and I decide to say, hey, let's go for wings. That then becomes somewhat of a romantical interest or maybe not even romantical, but like you don't know where it's going to go. But people are going to assume that that's a date and a romantic interest because you don't know the person. So Mm -hmm. then at that point, yes, I would expect either myself to pay, but that'll never happen because I don't ask people out on dates or um, them to pay for me if it's a romantic (laughs) interest. Uh, first of all, I need to Google if romantical is a word. Is romantical a word? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I don't... it is, but it's okay. We can use it for this context. For today. Oh, yeah. Romantical. I love it. I love yeah. it. Romantical. It's a romantical thing. Um, listen. Hey, let's go out and eat. I'm paying. Clarification. I don't like ambig- ambiguous invites or, you know what I mean? I, I think it's very safe to assume if somebody says or if nina says or even if it's in a romantical situation <laughs> and somebody says hey you want to go out to eat i don't my reasoning doesn't automatically take me to say oh she's offering to buy me dinner i want steak steak and potatoes and sauteed onions with all the fixings i'm prepared to pay for myself but again like if this is if you're talking about like somebody coming it's it's like you say hey let's go out for dinner and then you you know the bill comes and you're like (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i don't know about you but i'm gonna be like um i'm gonna be like nina um i don't see you reaching for your wallet wallet. what's going on so what do people say nina okay so first of all i just also want to quickly say that if you're asking me, if you don't know me and you're asking me to go out to eat for the first time, and that's going to be our first real time hanging out other than when we met at a party or at the coffee shop, then like, I'll think you're paying. However, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, you're not paying. Like, I'm not going to make a scene. If you, I, I will always offer. I always, always, always offer. Would you like me to pay m- for my meal? I always offer that. If they say no, fine. If they say yes, I'll pay for it. But then if it's if you're trying to pursue me as a woman i'm also not gonna take you seriously if you didn't pay for the first date what okay well see that now that's a different discussion it's it's it's, see that's what i mean this this discussion was all over the place when i saw it online so okay so there's this video basically and this guy took this girl he asked this girl out to eat he didn't clarify whether or not it was a date he didn't clarify who was paying took her out to eat she starts recording him at the table because he's like breaking down the bill like Oh, your food costed 18 something plus the tip is another 390. So therefore you owe me $20. Like I'll cut you a discount from that 390. You owe me 20 bucks. And she's like, "No, I don't owe you $20. That's what you're here for." She said that specifically. <laughs> and then he was like, 
like, um, okay. So then like whatever, they just got into it and then she gave him the twenty bucks, got up and left. So did she throw like, the money at date him? him or go out with him ever again? No, and she did not throw the money. No, she just slammed it on the table and was like, here. She slammed um, it, eh? She had an attitude. But, okay, so people were like, who's wrong here? Is the guy wrong for not paying or is the girl wrong for assuming he's going to pay? Um, so someone said, I don't want to be that guy, but paying for dates was in an era where a woman didn't really have many rights and there was an expectation of courtship or sex after. So maybe not having this tradition will actually push society forward into equal rights. Not saying that men paying is bad, but the culture it came from is. Okay. I was like, wow, look at that. Look at that. That's That's actually, he actually used, he calls in, he used to call into the show. His name's Michael. Oh, there you go. There you and go. That man has sense. Yeah, he, he also used to contribute at Vibe. Um, yeah, so that's what he said. His response mm. was pretty well thought out. Um, well, another person, do you agree yeah. with that, though, Solitaire? Like, you you agree 100% with what Michael's saying? Yeah, I mean, this this it goes back to this expectation of the invite meaning I'm paying. I If I'm going to pay, I will say, let me take you out to dinner. Versus, hey, let's go and ha- get, grab some food. You know That's what I mean? True. Like, if I, ha- words mean things, bro. Like, right. inherent in let's go out and eat is not like, hey, I'm balling. Let's go to the steakhouse. I'm buying. <laughs> no, no. And I, and I do agree with this whole, like, the expectation of the woman and that kind of traditional gender role whole deal it's time for that to get swept out because I don't think it's fair for pe- for for women nowadays to have this expectation of if you're asking me out, you are I'm I'm the prize. You must pay for my attention. It's almost I, I'm not even gonna say it. You're gonna have to like hit me up on social media for my commentary. Yeah, okay. Well, who, yeah. what else did people say? Okay, so someone else said um, he's in the right. He just wanted to go eat. He wasn't asking her on a date. It's her fault for assuming every man wants to pay for your meal, pay for your own food. Assumptions get you hurt. Um, Ding, 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 ding. Someone else said, why invite anybody out to eat without clarifying your intentions? Don't invite me as a man if you're not paying or clarify that you're not paying. I hope she paid that money and blocked him. (laughs) Ladies, always have your own. These bozos are different nowadays um and Ridiculous. then an- another wrong. another response to this one the fact that she said why should i pay when you're here that's what you're here for proves she's there for free stuff not this man which is very true that was a very bad yeah like, that's not a good thing to say yeah I, that that hey, listen that instantly elicited hostile <laughs> from all the <laughs> <Yeah>. men <laughs> feelings within me and the fact that she slammed the money down on the table yeah like it's just extra yeah. Like, if someone's asking me to pay, just don't be extra about it. Like, if you ask me to pay, fine. I'm going to pay. But if it's our first date, I'm not going to take you that serious after that. Um, that that's what you're here for? I, yeah, bro, just, whoever uh, this young man is that did this, I, I listen, I feel you, bro. Yeah. And then the last thing, so someone said, the fact that he's even breaking down $20 is gross. He's even breaking down $3.90. Some $3.90. What? That's crazy. And yeah, that's this week's edition of No Better Take. I have to agree. Like when he when he did say the tip was three dollars and ninety cents, I was like, mm. "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a bit much." You're not haggling over like splitting the ninety cents, are you? Like, is it going to be like forty five cents? Like breaking out like the silvers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. 
Ah, oh, people are weird, man. Very. Very weird. All right. Thank you very much, No Better Nina, for the No Better Take. And ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. We are. Yay! We, uh, we made it. Look at these. Look at these energetic young people. You've done so. Well. I'm so proud of you guys. You've made it to the <laughs> end of the show. Uh, thank you all for continuing to tune in every week and supporting us. We appreciate you. We would definitely love to hear from you. Make sure you get at us on Instagram and Twitter at hashtag Vibe105. We're gonna put up our survey. After this show, yes. look out for that. We're looking for you to vote on Hashlights. Yes. No. Or suggest another name for the segment where we highlight Black-owned businesses, formerly known as Black Lights, but we're looking for a new name. Um, and that's it for this show today, ladies and gentlemen. Any last words, anybody? No, I hope everyone stays safe and, um, I don't know, stay warm because it's getting a little chillier now. But, yeah. Uh, nope. On your radio Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. And, and doing every single commercial spot as well. Let's not, let's not forget yeah, to mention that officially Nina 105. I'm listening to the station. I'm like, <laughs> why is every voiceover commercial better Nina? Anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's our show for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we appreciate you stay positive, test negative. We'll get at y'all next week. Peace. And we're out. Are you guys going to take off like the Energizer Bunny and be like, all right, motherfuckers, I'm out of here. Peace. Well, I mean, like, I'm down. Well, technically, we usually do supposed to stay for like a couple minutes. For a the couple minutes time. to wrap up okay, the podcast. So what's the spicy tea for this week that we're spilling in the last five minutes? I, I want to rehash this 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 situation with these this Vates. this crazy breakdown. Like, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I can see... I can see the scene in the restaurant. I can feel the blood rushing to my eyes. Like the ignorance. That's what you're here for. Uh, yeah. That um, was the dumbest shit she could have ever said. Honestly, when I heard that, I'm like, you are so entitled. Um, she, she, her shit better smell like, like <laughs> potpourri and she better float when she walks. Like I cannot imagine what she thinks of herself for her to think that, yeah, this guy invited me and he's not going to pay for my meal. Like, get the fuck, you see, get the fuck out of here. That because, and, and the thing is like, like, I don't know for me personally, like when you're in a relationship and you're like dating someone, like, I don't believe that I should be asking some stuff from you that I can't provide for myself. Like, you know how some people will expect, like, I don't know, like a Birkin bag or something in this day and age we're in. That's like how many thousands of dollars? I'm sorry. If I can't buy that for myself, I really don't expect you to buy it for me either. So like, I feel like society's expectations with just like, I don't know, like overly spoiling people. Like even when it comes to dates, like I literally like occasions fine. He'll pay for me. Like if it's my birthday or Valentine's or our anniversary or whatever, but like every other date we go on, I'll pay for myself. I don't care. And if it's his birthday, I'm paying for his too. Like, you know, I feel like some people like nowadays women have just become so entitled to this idea that he must pay all the time, but I'm sorry, sis, if you can't pay for yourself all the time, why are you asking him to do it? As Kanye West so eloquently said, if you cannot be used, you're useless. So if you can't pay for yourself, you are valueless. <laughs> <laughs> You're a waste. And the, expect and the expectation 
that somebody invites you out to pay. I mean, mind you, listen, bruh, whoever, whoever you are, that was a, a life lesson well learned. You, you're not missing anything, bro. That, that, that type of person is toxic in your life. And believe me, I know about toxic people. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's roll. Let's All roll. right, podcasters, we appreciate you for engaging with us every week. We will be back talking at your earside next Thursday. Have a great week. Peace.